Hey guys, we're back again for another episode with Background Noise. Uh, today, of course, as usual, happy to have everybody. We have Keith, Jacqua, and Jeff. What up, though? <laughs> and today we're going to um, dive into defeat. Um, defeat can mean many things, um, and for the most part, um, it's owning that the fact that there is no more uh, options. There's nothing else you can do. It's pretty much, um, it is what the outcome has come to be. So uh, for I, I will start off by saying for a person like me, defeat is tough. Um, because I always believe or always see that there's a solution or I could come back. Um, but sometimes clock strike zero 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 and there's no more time and it is what it is so with all of that being said what are you guys outlook on defeat jeff um um, (laughs) i mean i my life is constantly just a it's a war of attrition a lot of times uh, you know stuff the way i plan it out doesn't normally work out the way that i'd hope but i kind of i just keep pushing Mm. Uh, so Defeat to me is always temporary because I have to. T- sometimes you take a step back and reassess, and then you you change your approach. Uh, or you know, sometimes it's just not in the cards, and you gotta take that and, and be like, "All right, well, that's not the move I need to make. I'm gonna go figure out what I should be doing, and I'm gonna go do that." Uh, but for me, it's it's always temporary. It's I don't look at it like. It's the ending. It just helps me figure out what I what I need to do. Uh, I don't know if that that helps clear it up, but that's for me. It's just temporary. Okay. Um, Keith, defeat. Defeat in what aspect? In life, or in like. Well, that's all there is. It's life. Right. But I'm saying minuscule ways like such as like games or relationships or, you know what I mean? Because I look at like defeat overall. I'm kind of like where Jeff is. I don't look at defeat like that. I look at defeat as like prolonged victories. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, uh-huh. you may have gotten that off, but it's not over for me. Okay. You asked us about our names. I mean that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I I fight to the death. Mm-hmm. If I if I don't fight, um, if I don't fight at all, and fighting looks different in different situations. Absolutely. But if I don't fight and there's no fight, I don't care about it that much. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you got to pick and choose your battles. Okay. Absolutely. I pick and choose my battles. That. And if I'm picking and choosing a battle, it might not be it might not be a battle that I think I might be able to win by people's standards, but I'm definitely going to win it by my standards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm going to keep going. To me, to me, defeat is when you when you're done. Defeat is when you give up. Oh, OK. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like kind of like what Michael Jordan said. He said, I never lost the game. I just ran, ran out, out of time. time. Yeah. And sometimes mm. I'm like, that's stupid, Mike. That means that you lost the game because the game is based on time. Mm-hmm. But it's like, mm-mm. It's, it's something inside of you 
mm-hmm. that says, I'm not going to quit. Mm-hmm. You're not going to beat me into submission. Mm. Therefore, I will never be defeated. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Defeat is the way, even the way you explained it. It was something you said you got to. That's when you realize that this is over. That can't be one. Something you come to an understanding of. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh-uh, I don't have that in me. Mm. Mm-mm. Not if I want it. Not if I really want it. Okay. Mm-mm. It's like, it's over. Stop fighting. No. Nope. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jack, defeat. Um, I used to think that... That I could not go <laughs> I used to think that defeat was um, semi-permanent, but I, le- I learned that it's not... Mm. Um, I mean, I've seen, I've had many, many defeats that turn into a big one, but, you know, from what Jeff and Keith said, I definitely learned that they're not, it's not forever. Mm. You're going to come out of it. Mm. It may not Mm -hmm. be when you want to, of course, you want it to be immediate, but you will. Jack, you over there preaching to me. (laughs) victory is not always going to look the way that you thought initially yeah 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 that's something to wrap your head around yeah seriously Mm -hmm. seriously um uh so it sounds to me like keith and um jeff they're they're you guys like this question here is like when when was the time you were defeated, but you guys don't look at defeat in a way that you've, like, that you're defeated. It's like, okay, it's like in rounds for y'all, right? It's like, no, you got that round. No, I think because there have been times when I've been defeated. Okay. Yeah. That I I realize I will never be defeated again. Yes. Okay, so. Because of the way that I look at defeat. Okay. Defeat is when you cease to get up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That so, if you care to share anybody and anybody could go first, when was the time you were defeated? If you care to share, no pressure. Um, I'm comfortable sharing. Uh, like I think the uh, one of the biggest times where that lesson of defeat kind of got me to the point where I'm at now. Uh-huh. Uh, it was in boot camp. Uh, when I, I. Went to boot camp like 10 days after we graduated high school, right? Okay. Uh, so I started in the summer. When I got to, um, when I got to uh, Paris Island, I went through 90% of the training. And then uh, they have this thing for Marines. It's called uh, the Crucible. It's 54 hours. Uh, and Jack, are you a Marine? I was, supposed, I was going to be. It didn't work out for me. Okay. So it's like 54 hours and you, it's like a crazy amount of miles that you trek, right? So when I got there, because I was, like I said before in one of the other podcasts, I was training so hard, I had shin splints. Uh, over the course of training, I got more and my, my knees and stuff were all jacked up. So I was holding my backpack wrong and I stepped into a, a pothole like right at the end and I 
popped my hip out of place and I had to pop it back in myself. Uh, and then my leg swelled up. So my normal stride was about cut in, in a quarter. And I had to watch the entire company that I was with pass me. And I just physically couldn't get my body to respond enough to, to keep pace. So I marched, I want to say the first hike for us was like six miles. And I made it about a mile and a half before I jacked myself up. So I watched the entire company pass me. And then it took me a while to get where we were going. And then when I got there, uh, I had to, they were like trying to assess me and put me in like the medical cart so they could see what was up. But I knew that if I went to go to the doctor, I was going to miss the event. And then I would have had to get recycled. So... Everything in me was trying not to do it, but I physically couldn't move. Like I, people in my platoon were trying to literally carry me, and then I, it was it was a bad situation for me. Um, like long story short, I, it took them twenty minutes for me to get into the vehicle to go to the doctor. I got um I got an X ray. They like they did some tests, and uh, they were gonna send me home. They were going to like, I wasn't even going to go to the medical platoon. They were just going to send me home, send me to the doctor, patch me up, whatever. Right. But my drill instructors fought for me and they got my schedule changed for like a couple weeks for the swelling to go down. And I spent the next like three months just recouping and getting myself together so that eventually I could do it. Uh, Like I was supposed to graduate in, I went in June, so I was supposed to, June, July, August, like end of August, beginning of September, I didn't graduate until Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like all the rehab and stuff like that. And then <laughs> this is what made me realize that defeat's never permanent because when I got hurt, I saw it as the end. Like I, I was hurt for a while, but I was like, yo, I told everybody I was going to do this thing. I can't go home. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I was faced with the the fact that my body's not going to allow me to continue. Mm-hmm. So I had to, for two and a half months, I was just laid up in my bed do, going through the motions of just getting there physically. And I didn't think it was possible. And then I went through this whole thing. When I got back to the crucible, I hurt myself again, but I was able to keep pushing. When they gave me the Eagle Globe and Anchor that goes on your uniform, the amount of like joy and pride and, and just satisfaction of making it and knowing of like all that stuff that I went through, all, all the, the pain that was tied to getting to this place. I realized that nothing can stop you if you're determined enough and if you're operating in what you know you're supposed to do. So like, I, I just don't believe in defeat in the way that you, you would traditionally think it like it may not look like how you want it to look. It may not be the way that you think you're going to win. But if you work hard enough, you're never going to lose. You popped your hip up? Yeah. Wow. Uh, the young. How old were you? I was. And he popped it back in. Oh, my I was God. Like 18. It was like a partial, but I like I popped it right back in. Mm. Oof. It, um, like, uh, like Bo Jackson. Yeah. And if you if you get like fluid in between the joints, it's a real problem. And I knew that because I I could see like 
the bone. Yeah. And I just, I hit myself as hard as I could in the leg. And then I just, I tried to keep moving. Wow. I don't know. How, like, I could totally that, see you doing that, Jeff. Only by the grace of God. Because I didn't know, I don't know how or why I was able to do it the way that I was able to do it. But like now I have like knee and back problems or whatever. But that's. I treated your, you know, I, I treated my body like a, <laughs> not like I treated my body like a circus, but it was something that I, I genuinely wanted to do because I, oh, when we were growing up, that's all I wanted to do is I wanted to be a marine. I t- told myself that that's something that I was going to do, and I and I did it. Bet. Again, it didn't look like how I thought how it was going to look. Thought it was, but, but you got it done. I got it done. Bet. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else want to go? In their story of defeat. I've had uh, some many defeats that led up to one big one. I used to live in Virginia for six years. Um, For the first two, I was with my daughter's father. Um, That relationship ended. Uh, He, you know, he went back to New York. I stayed. Um... I had Nichelle with me. Uh, the breakup was obviously not good, so it was a battle of. Well, I'm not paying for her to. St- I'm not paying. I'm not helping you. That was his. His. I'm not helping you. 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 you you're out there. You. You figure it out. It was like a back and forth, back and forth kind of thing. Um, it was getting out of hand, and I let Nichelle go back to New York. Because I did not want to leave Virginia because it defeated the purpose of coming there. The whole purpose of coming there was to get a fresh start, have a new life for the three of us. And it turned out that's not what was going to happen. So I let her go back because it was just a a battle with him. So I was like, I'm... I'm on the brink of being put out of this apartment. Um, and it's just, I can't keep going back and forth with you about this. So to keep her f- from not uh, experiencing the moving around, the up and down, I said, you know, at least she'll be up there with her dad, she'll be with her grandma, and she'll be okay. From that, from the time she went up there to the time I left, I moved at least eight times. So I'm moving and moving and moving and moving. Everywhere I stayed, um, everything, of course, everything's fine. You know, I, I wanted to be like the model roommate like you're never gonna ever say I didn't pay my way you never you're never gonna be able to say I laid here for free none of those things um now I don't speak to anyone I lived with um I came to the realization every single person that I lived with wanted something that outside of paying my rent you wanted something else. You wanted to meet me to be your nurse. You wanted me to sleep with you. You wanted me to act like I was a, 
a teenager, like your children, but I'm 25 and I'm in a rough spot and you want me to come in at 11. I'm not opposed to your rules. I just can't do them. That's like, that's how you're old school. That's cool. But I can't, I can't follow those rules. So I think everyone wanted something outside of what I thought was what I'm supposed to be doing. I live here. I pay my rent. And you wanted something besides that. Uh, I got to the point where I had uh, no choice. Absolutely no choice but to come back to New York. The last person I lived with, excuse me, um, she abandoned her home. She picked herself up and moved to California. Like, her, her daughter was my friend but it was her mom's home and she picked herself up and drove to California and she had her daughter moved prior to this it's kind of messy but her daughter had moved out prior to this so I was actually living with her mom and her son he lived there too but the thing was she waited until he finished his semester at college and flew him out to California. Never told me, I'm just not, I'm giving, I'm leaving the house, I'm not doing anything, I'm not paying the bills anymore. She never said anything until stuff started turn, um, getting cut off. Mm. So, wow. water got shut, the water got shut off first. And I called her and I was like, you know you got the water shut off. She's like, Oh, why are you panicking? What do you mean? Why am I panicking? Like what? Like what you doing? With, like basically, what are you doing with this house? I'm not really understanding what you're doing because you could have told me, and I could have. This would have been another move for me, mm-hmm. and basically, the house was just first the water got shut off. Then she had church people that she knew come and take all her furniture because all she left with was uh, a car with her things, whatever she could fit in the car. And her, That's really great. I didn't even think. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was just like, I don't have, no, I don't have, my whole reason was for staying was to eventually get to the point where I was on my own and Michelle could come back down to Virginia. I left New York because that was that was the end of the New York chapter. It was supposed to move on, and that's why I felt I felt completely defeated at that point because I had to quit my job the day before the day before, and her dad came and got me the next day, and that was that was the end of Virginia for me. It was just that's it. So, so. So you telling that story to say what de- what defeated you? The fact that I never got to the point where I was on my own. Like I never got to that point because uh, I was house hopping so much. And, and the whole reason I'm staying with people is to get to the point where I can be on my own, but something always happens with whoever I was staying with. And it was always a personal 
issue. It was never financial. It was never anything. It was always a personal issue where I had to remove myself. Fam, I can't imagine, maybe this is biased, but I can't imagine someone like having like a real personal issue with Jackie to the point like where they would do something like that. Based on who Jackie is, oh, we don't see thing. we don't see a reason why it would always be a personal issue. That would oh, they say you're lying. It's like, that, no, I'm just playing. But I'm just I also realize. <laughs> but I also realize the when I'm staying with these people, something's happening with them too. With them, there there's some kind of trauma drama going on with them at the same time. Mm. That doesn't necessarily have anything to do with me. Right. So I'm thinking I'm getting, you know, to a point. I have a roof over my head. I got I have two jobs. I gotta get to a point where I can thank them and move on. Right. But it never got to that point. It always was something. Always. And I was just like, I felt defeated. Mm. Until I got to a point where I had no choice. I just had to move. I just had to put my stuff in a car and go back home. Start all over again. Wow. Wow. I could see how you feel. From going back to the place, I left for a reason. Now I'm right back. Dang. And you helped me. Just there. Because I was like, I ain't never been defeated by nothing. And that's not true. I feel like overall, I feel like overall, I think Atlanta might have defeated me. Like Atlanta might have got that off. Atlanta might have won that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I definitely understand that. Yeah. Yeah. In short. Cause I mean it's similar to to Jackie's situation. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? I ain't never fall. I haven't fall, fallen out with anybody for mm-hmm, real. Mm-hmm. Like you know, not to that exactly. point or anything like that. But yeah, yes. I was on my own for a year. Mm-hmm. Left my job, and and like out of fear, out of fear, I just went automatically went into survival mode. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so, like, instead of, like, Mm -hmm. just keeping the place that I had and, like, working my behind off to keep the place, I was like, well, I'm out of here. I'm out of here in this place. Let me, I'm going to go live with someone because that's what I know. Yep. That's what I'm used to. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's a a handicap. And I also want to say this. These episodes are anything but background noise. It's like these have been like some of the deepest fuck. Yeah. I some mm. I there's like a they, couple. I don't mean to cut you off, Jeff, but these are low key like therapy sessions. Like just us just conversing and opening up about things that we probably don't really talk about. And wouldn't we, even have thought about. Right. right. The background noise in the back of your mind that drives you. And that's mm. why that title makes more and more sense mm-hmm. the more I say it, like introducing the show. I'm like this title means more than just background noise. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's the com- it's the conversations I'm having <laughs> in the midst of it. It's the conversations I have after it. It's it's it's, a it's the lot. conversations you have with yourself, right? While you, 
right. just moving through your day. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Jeff. No, I mean, it's fine. Um, like, I'm just I, waiting on y'all to tell me that I'm a genius, but <laughs> if not now, it'll come. It's fine. No, I think we've already we've already covered that okay. on, on other podcasts. Oh, okay. But <laughs> thank you, Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey, gonna give me my props. Mm-hmm. Always. <laughs> That's Always. my man. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess I, guess I never give Keith his props. <laughs> nah, I guess nah. he's waiting on it. Nah, y'all do. <laughs> y'all do. So, like, it's funny that you say that because that that reminds me. Like, there are some roommates that I still communicate with that I, I lived in Atlanta with, and there are some that I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, the last ones, and I didn't really take this as a defeat because I technically brought it on myself. So. Mm. So I'm going to say this, right? There was my last year in in Atlanta during Thanksgiving. I was homesick like I've never been homesick before. And I've traveled literally all over the world. And like even when I was in Iraq, like I, I didn't miss home as much as I had missed it in my last year in Iraq. Right. So on Thanksgiving, I was going to the bus stop to go to work. And I was like, Lord. I realize I have been all over the place, like spiritually, emotionally, like if I need to go home, then make it plain. Or if this is where I need to be, make it plain, but take it out of my hands. Right. Didn't take it didn't take two weeks because I was going home for Christmas. Like I worked at five below. They have a, a travel blackout date, right? So during the holidays, you can't request off. You can't take vacation. You can't do none of that. I had already gotten clearance from my manager because they were going to promote me. So the way that they were going to do it to allow me to go home for Christmas, because I never went home or I never took like a long vacation. Um, they were going to fire me on the books and then bring me back to work in the new year because that's when I was coming back, right? Now, I all this time I had been going through the VA to get some stuff taken care of and it finally started clicking. So I'm thinking like, oh, all this stuff is falling into place. I'm about to get a promotion. I got all this other, like I get my pension all squared away. I'm doing good, right? For a while I was unemployed. So the people I was staying with, like they let me, live with him and when I finally got a job I started paying rent and I started doing the things that I couldn't do before mind you all this time I'm paying for the internet I have all the streaming services because they didn't want to have cable so like I was contributing in the small way that I could right. uh, I helped one pay because uh, it was like three of us right I helped one pay some bills I helped one uh, get a train ticket to New Jersey to visit his his family and then I got home from work one day and they had a conversation with me because I refused to pay more rent to sleep on a couch when we were supposed to have moved into a bigger apartment and I said the only way I'm paying you more money than I'm paying you right now is if we move into the bigger apartment because right now I'm paying you rent like I'm living in my own apartment. Mm. Been there. So Been there. <laughs> they looked at me and one of them uttered the words, we can't take care of you no more. I said, say less. Mm. I didn't say anything to them. I was again, wasn't angry because I realized in that moment that I had prayed for it to be out of my hands. 
So as soon as he said that, I got the clarity of, okay, this is my move. So I called the airline. I moved my ticket up. And then the day before I'm supposed to leave, I just start packing my stuff. Right. Didn't one of my roommates goes, uh, I thought you weren't leaving till next week. I said, oh, no, I moved my ticket up. Y'all can't take care of me. So I need to make moves. Right. He's like, oh, no, we ain't mean it like that. Da-da-da. I said, no, bro. You meant exactly what you said. Like, I was about to get a promotion. Obviously, that didn't work out for your timeline. So I'm not about to pay you $800 a month to sleep on a couch. That's insane. So I'm going to go do this. $800 a month to sleep on a couch? Like I was, it was, $800 was me being hyperbolic, but it was, I was like paying like three or $400 for uh, the the room that I was in and I was living in the living room. So if I'm splitting an apartment with somebody who the apartment is 750 and it's three of us, ain't no way in hell I'm paying you that much money. Right. That's the whole point. Wow. I might as well have been on my own. But again, I didn't take it as a defeat because that was because <laughs> that was one of those things like, mm-hmm. all right, I asked for clarity. I got it. There you go. Roommate situations is so I oh man why did it end this way? Mm-mm-mm. You're talking how it was supposed I, to be. <laughs> I, <laughs> we can do it all again. Now, <laughs> now when I when I came back home, right, everything started falling into place. I got a car for free. I, I found work. You know what I mean? Same daddy. No, but it's serious. Like when I when I moved back here, like everything started really falling in place. So I can't be mad. You know what I mean? It's where I needed to be at, mm. and it took me to humble myself to get to the point where for for me to realize that. So like I don't communicate with them. Right. I don't really have nothing to say to you. Again, not mad. I just right. That's you it. shown yourself. Yeah. You shown me who you are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have to associate with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's deep. What's one thing that like? What's one area in life where you cannot accept defeat? Mm. Cannot. <laughs> Look at you. Look nah. at you looking all over. I know. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be crushed if anything associated with her. I feel the def- I'd be crushed. Her being your daughter, mm-hmm. for those of y'all who yeah, didn't see me point at a picture <laughs> on a podcast, I'd that be would be crushed. She is my hero. Mm. She is my hero. Mm. She's everything I wasn't. Mm. Everything I wasn't. Mm. Down to school, uh, socially, mm. she's everything I wasn't. Mm. Mm. But that was work that you put in too, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you knew that you could not fail at that, right? You had to succeed at that. 
So failure in or and or the word we're using, defeat was not, not an, an option. option. Yeah. Hell before jail. <laughs> yeah. What's yours, Joe? Um I just it's it's hard for me because I don't I don't have like kids or whatever, but like it, when it when it comes to family, I think it's the same thing for me, right? Like I refuse to be the one that I need to set an example for my younger siblings, right? Mm-hmm. That no matter what happens, no matter how it looks on the outside, like you got to stay true to you, and you if you do that, you'll be able to succeed in anything you do. And mm-hmm. I think that for me, I've been. I've been trying to live that part of me. Like Mm. my youngest sister always says that I, I, you know, when she was real young, I was a hero because I was a Marine. I did a bunch of stuff or whatever. And like, I missed so much of her growing up Mm -hmm. and I felt so bad for just not being like, I needed to go to grow in my own way. Right. But I felt bad for not being there. Mm -hmm. So like now it's up to me to make sure that she knows it's okay to be her best self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that's that's really it. Like I can't fail at being authentic. Mm. Mm. Me, I got a few things. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything that I'm involved in now, I have to figure out what that what success looks like for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's that's hard to do to figure out what success is for you no I mean like that's hard to just to not care what success looks like to society yeah and like Mm. to when I say like when you said for you it's like all right, bet it's gonna look like this to everybody else but what does that mean for me right well Mm -hmm. for me it's kind of man growing up the way that I did I believe it, you know, I mean, you know, what the devil meant for bad, God meant for good. Um, But for me, I grew up on punishment all the time. I was always in my room. I was always by myself. Mm -hmm. I had to learn. And that's why people don't really understand me a lot of times, because they I don't think they really understand what it took for me to really, 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 really like myself. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I am my own worst critic. Yeah. I have overanalyzed and cursed myself up like uh, you know I me mean, up and down all yeah. day long. Yeah. Super analytical of myself. You know I mean, and super like but still at the same time super loving of myself. You know what I'm saying? So success to me is what I deem it to be. Is Keith happy with what what it is at the end of the day? Yeah. Because Keith is going to be his own worst critic. And Keith is going to be his own best supporter. You know what I'm saying? That's why Keith is almost never satisfied. Because he knows the expectations that he has for himself. Yeah. Man, you doing this? I'm like, this is nothing. I'm leaving this college because y'all think I'm the bee's knees. And I'm going to go to this other college where I'm a nobody. And where I know I'm at the ground floor. And I'm going to work my way up. Because that's where I need to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So success, it's not hard to figure, once you know yourself, it's not hard to, if you know yourself, then you can trust yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And you can trust yourself with yourself to say, look, this is what success looks like for me. Okay. And then if I reach that, 
I'm going to be okay with whatever it is because I reached it and it's not somebody else's standard of what success is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I talk to my parents, I got to remind my parents all the time. Like, you know, they, you know, cause again, they, you know, they got two degrees, both parents, both professors, or my mom was a teacher. My dad is an adjunct professor and stuff like that. My sister is, um, she's a nurse and all of that. And I got to yeah. remind them, I don't want what y'all have. And I don't want it the way that y'all got it. Yeah. My path is different. My life is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? My journey is different. Yeah. It's going to look different. It's going to look drastically different. <laughs> yeah. What I deem as success is not the same as you. You know what I mean? Like, my dad is looking at me crazy sometimes when I do, and he's asking me silly things about video and stuff like that. Have you done this? Did you do? I'm like, fam, I know a billion times more about this stuff than you do. Today, I was talking to him about that very mic. Literally mm. spoke to him for two minutes about it. Mm. Like, you, fam, my knowledge mm. on this type of stuff is immense. I don't want to work for anybody doing what I do. Yeah. I want to I want to use so that's why I'm working these odd odd jobs to people so I can free my time up so I can be with my kid. That is success to me. Yeah. Making it on my own terms is what success is to me. Yeah. Me creating the way that I want to create and putting out my own content, however I choose to put it out is is what success is to me. Yeah. For the longest time, I you know I would do music and I would you know I was Christian rapper and all that type of stuff and I wanted to be signed to this particular label. So you had to rap this particular way and talk about certain things. I'm like I don't rap like that. I don't talk about that. I, Jesus is real to me, but He works differently in my life mm. than from you. I mean, the Bible talks about how the Holy Spirit is like the wind. No one knows. Which and how he's going to come and what to do. You know what I mean? He works differently in everybody. Yeah. But you can notice him because you, if you know the character of him, like it's whole thing. And that's that really rocked my world. John, it was John chapter three, probably verse eighteen or something like that. Because like how much? How can a man be born again? He was like, you must be born by the Spirit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as I got older, I really understood what it meant. And so, you know, success. And that, and I think that's kind of like where I am now. Or when, I, or the whole Atlanta thing, I had to realize it's okay for me to be the. I'm okay if I. I don't even really look at it like the. Now I don't even really look at it like defeat, even that, hmm. because I remember peering out. I was on stage one day. I was on stage at our church because I used to lead worship. I was on this stage, and I looked out. And I realized that my work was done there. Mm. I said, it's over. I can go home now. Mm. Yeah, I've been there 11 years. And I can pinpoint the times in which, like, what was happening. You look back in retrospect and you realize what was happening in your life after it's over. Because hindsight is twenty twenty and all of that. And I'm like, okay, I needed to be here for this. I needed to be here for this. I needed to be here for this. Now, at this point, I'm just biding my time. And I'm just wasting time. And I'm better suited elsewhere. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get back to Jersey. The pandemic happens. And I realize. And at first, like, everybody's like, why are you back? Why are you back? I'm like, I don't know. I just felt called to be back. I don't know what's about to happen. Boom. Pandemic happened. Everything shut down. Oh, my parents need me. That's why I'm here. Yep. Okay. Got it. Oh, 
I'm about, oh, literally the week that I got back, this woman asked me, t- takes me up on my offer about a certain thing. And I'm like, okay, that's why I'm here. And it, in, in many respects, it's good that I'm here, mm-hmm. even for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, life is all about how you look at it. That's funny. Uh, and if you if you if you saw and that's that's the thing, like I can't be defeated because my mindset ain't that of a person that, that has a defeatist attitude. It's a person that's like, all right, you got that off. I'ma get the next three hits off. Mm. I mean, I'ma do a combo. I'ma come back, I'ma come back, and it's gonna, you know what I mean? I learned from that. Mm-hmm. I learned from that punch. I learned from this. I learned from that uppercut. I didn't see that one coming. You got that off. But I'm learning. Perspective is definitely I'm not everything. done. I'm not down. Mm-hmm. Or I might have gotten knocked down, but I get knocked out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's when it's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of these situations that y'all are speaking about um, make people give up on life, period. Like, because of these defeats like this, and they literally don't come back from it. And um, whether the end result is suicide or just being homeless or just completely isolating yourself to a point that no one that did once upon a time know you or... Uh, that you associate yourself with, you just completely isolate yourself because you don't want to see these people because it's a reminder that you're not where you want to be. I know someone like that that I care for dearly. Mm-hmm. I have pulled up to the house, knocked at the door, and someone comes down with an excuse time and time again. I don't even know what's going on with this person. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I just want to know you're alive and okay. At this point, I don't know. And I'm like, wow, like, I guess you have reached a certain point in your life of defeat that you don't care to see no one outside of the people that you live with. And that's the only thing I could check it up to, because I swear it seemed like it happened overnight. It was one minute this person was consistently in my life as a like um, mother figure type of thing, like if I if my mom can't help me, I know for a fact she'll be there for me for that to just like overnight just be gone mm-hmm. and you don't know why like it's crazy mm-hmm. it's crazy because I thought things were good like you know what I mean but you just never know what someone's going through mm-hmm. you just know and, you just don't I realize as you get older it's never it's never like one big thing mm-hmm. it's like a right. million small things right. mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and there's been times in my life where I felt like everything I touched just melted in my hands wow and you know, whether it be me out here just wilding on my own, causing my own, like being my own worst enemy, right? Or like me trying to, having the best of intentions, trying to make something work or make something happen. And I just couldn't get it together. And like, you get to the point where you honestly just like, oh man, you got to do that self-assessment. And like, you know, what is happening here that, everything just keeps falling apart. And some people, some people don't know how to do that. Some people just can't. And some people just refuse to do that. But like, it's, it's a real thing. And I think the older I get, the more I realize that. And it, it 
helps me to try and be a little bit more empathetic to the people that I deal with, especially on a regular basis. Like, because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to have somebody in your life and go like, dang, what happened to so-and-so? Oh, um, they, they couldn't take it no more. And, and, you know, they, they committed. Like, and, and you feel bad because you're like, man, if I'd have known that what you were going through was that bad, like you could have talked to me or you could have said something. And, you know, people don't, I do this a lot where like, if I'm going through something in the moment, I internalize it and I don't share it with everybody. Like in the moment that I'm going through it, because I don't want to be a burden to anybody, but that's that's something that you you if if you're that person, I'm hoping for you that there's somebody that you can, you know, share whatever you're you're stressed out over or whatever's going on in your life, because nobody wants to have one of their loved ones just not be here anymore, and then feel like they could have did something to help them. You know what I mean? So if you are feeling defeated, even if it's, even if you got to call like a 1-800 number to, to talk to somebody, like I always think that that's better than the alternative. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing. Sometimes um, that's the thing about defeat. It, com- it completely absorbs you and uh, gets you in a place of you see no light. Yeah. It has completely taken every piece, every ounce of you. Like mm-hmm. this, it, you 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 don't see nothing else. It mm-hmm. is literally this is the only option because I have exhausted everything. Yeah, and that's what's scary about defeat. Like sometimes it can get you down to the point that you literally say to yourself, "I am done. <laughs> I have nothing left to offer. Yeah. You have won. Like this is it." Like, and that, that's the scary thing about it because you can have the attitude like you and Keith, like, okay, you got this round. Yeah. You got that all. But I learned from this, but everybody is sometimes it is just hard to come back from it. Cause like you said, it could be a million little things mm-hmm. and then here come this one last big blow that just, it's like, okay, that's it. I can't take no more. Yeah. You know? And, I, and, I, and that's the thing. I mean, it is levels to defeat, right? Yeah. Like you, we could talk competitively when yeah. you play in a sport or game or something on that level, and then it's um, like uh, your day to day life. But man, but that's I think that's why it's so important to raise children as warriors. Yes. Okay. I really think that is that's super important, and not you know I mean in. Some people raise kids, or I don't like the word raise. You raise cattle, you rear children. Mm-hmm. But um, some people, you know, I just want to give my kid everything that I didn't have. Okay. But I'm like, okay, but you're missing, you're missing the essential things that they needed also at mm-hmm. times, right? And so, yes, there is a balance. Um. But like so many, like this generation, you see, you have seen a rise in child suicide. Yes. Yeah, nine-year-olds committing suicide. Yeah. Seven-year-olds committing suicide. 
definitely sounds crazy. It was just when some, you hear that. Yeah. When you yeah. think about your life at that age. I remember mm-hmm. being in eleventh grade, not being as oh, not the eleventh grade, being eleven, not being as liked as I wanted to be, mm-hmm. and that thought came across my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just just kill yourself. I'm like, for what? Mm-hmm. It ain't always about to be this way. Right. Yeah. But so many people, they don't get that reinforcement or they don't even have the where, the wherewithal within themselves to even have that, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to have that thought. No one's ever told them that. Uh-huh. No one's ever told them, fam, it gets better. Uh-huh. There's so much more to live for. Uh-huh. You mm-hmm. are 11 years old. <laughs> right. You, 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 have, you are not even at the halfway point of your life, right. Lord willing. Mm-hmm. Right. Chances are you're not. You know what I'm saying? Man, I just... But th- I'm saying that's why it's important to raise... That's why it's, that's why sports is important. Uh, you know, and sports I... Sports is important. I love the competitive character within defeat. You have to have competition in your life. You're not going to win life. at all. Competition is important. Super important. You have, and that, and you, that's why you got to have coaches that curse you out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, like... The, the first time you getting cursed out ain't by somebody that really don't care about you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can shrug this off. You don't care about me. My curse, my coach said something way worse to you, and this dude actually gave something. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? He gave a care about me. You know what I mean? And so, man, I just don't think that we had it. Like, the same things that we grew up on or our parents grew up on, it's not always passed down. No. A lot of times we throwing out the baby with the bathwater mm. for a lot of this stuff. Mm. We have raised, we are, we have raised, we are in this society that is like, don't say this, you can't say that, you can't do this, you can't do that. Cancel culture, cancel this, cancel that. Now, granted, some things should be done away with, but some stuff like fam, you building character. Yeah, you know what I mean, let Build, it happen. Some yeah, like. I mean, I get, I get no bullying. I get no bullying and stuff like that. But also teach the bully not the bully, but also teach the kid to stand up to the bully. This is going to, there's bullies in real life. There's bullies at your job. Mm -hmm. Why are you telling people, oh, no bullying, we're eradicating all of this type of stuff. I'm like, you have to teach, stuff is going to happen. You have to teach people, and I'm calling people children because that's who children are. They're little people. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. How to deal with adversity. Uh-huh. It's it's rough, man. Like sports is a, is was like the last bastion of of being like no matter where you your place in society was, like everybody started off on the even playing field, right? Like you have to be able to for you to start, you have to be good. You know what I mean? Or know somebody, or or, or know somebody, mm-hmm. but like the the last bastion is really like yo, this is we're doing this as a team effort. Like it it, it teaches you like camaraderie, like cooperation for a, a singular goal. You know what I mean? The it adversity teaches, it teaches you the role in which you play mm-hmm. on any type of team or organization. Yeah, and this is my job here. If I fail at this position. My team suffers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's so many, it, like, it's life lessons in sports. 
But everybody's getting participation trophies. They're doing yeah. away with. They're no, you gonna you gonna give me a trophy because I done paid for that. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know if I like that though. <laughs> Look at you. You gonna like, give me my trophy though? I'm, I may not be not hanging it up, but you gonna give me my trophy? That's what I paid for. <laughs> I don't know. Like so I, because I get the parent that says that right because they have you like, you you. I get the parent that says Two time undefeated. It. Undefeated Forget player of the year and all. Forget all that. You gonna give me I my dad? I get the parent jokes. that says that when you got these ridiculous <laughs> prices for what you're paying for your child to even compete. So it's like, okay, my child has put in the energy, the time, we the effort. Participated. Y'all did participate. Give Absolutely. Me, give me my trophy. So yeah, get your trophy. But are you educating your kid on why they got it? I'm like, this ain't nothing, okay? Right. Yeah. Are you sitting down with your kid and having this, this conversation? You, you should want more. Yes. Yeah. Yes, look at this. Let this motivate you to know that there's more to come other than this little participation my dad drove trophy. Me to, my dad drove me home from a bitty basketball game and said, I'm not coming to any more of your games. Wow. Because you sit, you sit on the bench. I'm mm. not coming to watch you sit on the bench. Uh. So you need to show something in practice. You need to do something when you get in the game. You need to make the most of every moment. Mm. He told you. That's life. Yeah. He told you. As a kid, I was like, I hate him. (laughs) 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 But But my dad wasn't my dad wasn't raising a boy. No. Uh, My dad was raising a man. mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been I've been the same size roughly for like 20 years, right? I've always been the shortest, smallest one in my family. Mm. I have 10 siblings. My younger siblings are all taller and bigger than me, right? Mm. They always all say the same thing. I'm not the biggest or the toughest, but I got the most heart. Uh. And that's real. Like, I used to walk to Taekwondo practice. It It wasn't, it was like a, three or four mile walk. You know what I mean? But I would go, I would go oh, to class. You say you'll do that, then go to class? I would walk to Damn. class. I would walk <laughs> to class and then I would do like, the, you know, I mm. I would stay the hour or two hours if I stayed for two classes and then I would walk home. But that's because I wanted to be there and I understood a couple things, right? Like it, it gave me discipline. It was something that I wanted to strive for and I loved the Power Rangers as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I started initially like, yeah, if I get good enough at this, I might actually have a chance to be on the show, right? Nice. Like that was that was me at like you know twelve, thirteen, thinking about things that I wanted to do. It ended. It turned into something else. You know what I mean? And I joined the military. I did a whole bunch of other things, but I wouldn't have been that way if my mom didn't instill that that drive in me because she was she was in the army. She was in special forces, so she raised us to have a certain level of pride in the things that we did and kind of broke down competition for us. Mm -hmm. So even if we weren't like, she didn't really focus that much on like grades and stuff because we were all smart. So that was to my detriment because I was kind of lazy. I didn't apply myself the way that I should have. So I limited my own options that way, but she also taught us accountability. Like, Yo, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, this and this is going to happen. You got to figure it out. Like, I wouldn't have been able to make anything of myself if she didn't raise me that way. Mm-hmm. Now, my my youngest sister is in high school now, 
and she's going through the the Trident program. So she's going to college and high school. By the time she graduates, she's going to have an associate's, and she can transfer wherever she wants to go. Mm-hmm. I heard about that. But like, how they offer that—that's fire. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, and I say all that to say, like, you know, my my brother's raising my raising my niece. She's always on honor roll and stuff like that. Like, there's levels to this thing. But if you don't understand like competition and and discipline and and being like being held accountable for stuff and working through adversity like you're never going to be able to be the best version of yourself i i agree and that's it's always about that for me that goes back to never accepting defeat because no matter what anybody says success comes in many different forms right so that's part of it is knowing yourself you know what i mean if you're not I didn't like school like that. So I wasn't going to apply myself the way that I should have. I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not stupid. Mm -hmm. I'm smarter than most people I deal with on a regular basis, but I have to understand like, yo, I was never going to be an academic person like that. Like I had to apply it in a different way. People need to understand that anything worth having, you don't have to work hard for Mm-hmm. You just Pressure bursts pipes, but it also makes diamonds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How is gold made? Pressure, heat, and time. Mm. How are pearls made? <laughs> oh, you go find them in the ocean. Yeah, it's a it's a grain of sand that's in a in a clam, and the pressure for makes year, it to be a pearl for mil- millions of and thousands of years. Hmm. Dang, I gotta start giving pearls more props. My bad. They're precious. They're yeah. like um. They're like um. But no, I okay. Quick it's story. a real. It's a real deal. My dad bought my mom like these exclusive, pretty like for him. And pearls. She probably gave them to you. And no, he was like, I don't want them. No, and I seen it. I was like, I think you should have went and got her diamonds. I don't like this. Like I said it like that, and he looked so let down. Like what? Like. You you honestly think I should have got a more diamond? I'm like, yeah, I don't think mom going to like that. Like I w- and I was so like, ugh, what were you thinking? Like type of uh, energy. But now that you like break it down like that, I'm like, wow. Yeah, pearls are. Yeah, yeah. like yikes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a time intensive thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it, it's and deeper like than a, how it a looks. Necklace. She had necklace and earrings. Oh, a yeah. set. Pearls are. Them. Yeah, and they're black. Yeah. Like. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I downplayed them shit. But now <laughs> when I go look at them, and I would put it is in the group chat, is that something that you need I'm to apologize like, for? My bad. Is that something no. you need? To- okay. <laughs> I said what I said. I still don't like them. <laughs> I, I meant it when I said it. I'm not gonna apologize but I, for it. I, I shouldn't have like played like. But what, that's why he was giving it to her. I shouldn't have played that like that. I, I think that's that. your family. What? Y'all just say what y'all want to say and walk off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's your family down there, and that's I've been giving it to my mom and dad lately, and and they just been like, mm-hmm. I guess okay. <laughs> hey, don't always I go told like my dad that. today. I told I, I was I told my dad today because because it was it's his 14th pastoral anniversary for the church that he's currently at. Okay. Happy anniversary, dad! Congratulations. Right? Um, so I was you know doing the the um you know the YouTube and the Facebook live and all of that for him. And my mom was super nervous to get on camera and stuff, and just like just super nervous. And my dad was like, "All right, Brenda, no, but when you get on, remember to do this. Remember to do it." I said, "Dad, leave her alone." And he was like, "Okay, okay, my 
my bad, my bad. <laughs> my mom was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I get, that's exactly how she said it, too. Yeah, like, I know it is. <laughs> thank you. I know it is. Thank golly. But um, here's my thing with Defeat, because I've, I've, I've been listening to y'all, and I dealt with a lot of Defeat that uh, at a young age, right? Yeah, I, y'all know I play ball. Mm. Like, what? <laughs> this is and, news to um, me. <laughs> I oh, I never like like y'all see the accomplishments. Like, like you know, oh, everyone knows you doing well and all that. <clears throat> but I had like we about to have a real conversation, and she gonna be mad at me before we leave. <laughs> I'm gonna just start. I'm gonna start it off. Okay. You let the, you let those injuries defeat you. Yes, and I'm mad at you about yeah, that. I did. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Mm. I did. It happens. But that's the thing about them. Like she had a chance to go pro again. Yeah. Didn't show up the first day. What? No, I did. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't even know what happened the second day. <laughs> I didn't show up the first day. I said, I'm thinking about it. Then when I finally decided to go out there, I tear my ACL. Oof. And I said, see? That's why I was done with it in the first place. You did that, though. Uh, ACLs, they just do their They just go. Like, it's like, they're they're a wear and tear injury. Like, it's over time. It's like, if it's gonna go, it's gonna go. Like, it happens over time. And, um... Backstory Playing basketball for me It was never about the attention It was never about um, It was always put in my head Like get a scholarship Right Mm -hmm. So it's like I was chasing something Mm -hmm. I have a goal Do well in school get a scholarship Okay I got the scholarship Now you see in the business side of basketball you're like, yeah, if I don't produce, they don't give a damn about you. Yep. So you start to take on that mentality, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, okay, if you can't do nothing for me, I'm not doing nothing for you. Like, that's that's how you start to think. I transfer. I'm playing for another school. That school drops the program. I'm like, bet, this is getting whack. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah this is getting corny. It's not even fun no more. And that's the whole reason why I enjoyed it so much, because it was legit fun for me like I enjoyed out jumping someone I enjoyed mm-hmm. crossing people I enjoyed my <laughs> Taking somebody to the rack. I enjoy mm-hmm. all of that I love contact shooting over somebody yeah. I love it all I like me doing a move and I'm like how did I do that mm-hmm. like I like that I like I like the process when you really in the zone mm-hmm. and you like son I I'm I'm tapped in like this is a great feeling mm-hmm. but the second you come out of it and you trying to get back to that and you can't it's like like this is the part when you really be like, yo, like, okay, for the for your Kobe Bryant's, your Allen Iversons, your 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 LeBron James, them type not player, they I don't feel like they ever really experienced this because they they're they're not under the radar. They're they're always on the radar mm-hmm. and everyone's always looking for them. To the players that you have the ability and the qualities to do it, but you just need something to get you like there. That that's that's the conversation that needs to be had because there's a lot of us. 
Mm. It's a lot of us. If you would have put us anywhere close, or better yet, if you had me play the top player at the time, I bet you I would have showed up and would have caught your attention. You know mm. what I'm saying? But that's the thing. It depends where you, where you live, where you from. Is your high school team making noise? Right. Like all of these things matter yeah. when mm. these schools are looking at you. I have played with the best of them in Nike camps. And the first thing that flies out their mouth, where do you live? You say New Jersey. Oh, bet. So you play for like a New York team? No. Like you really start to hear the business side of it. Like, no, I ain't commuting to New York just to play on a good team. Like, no, my team is Neptune. Like, I'm from Neptune. That's where I play. Oh, okay. Like, I know what they're thinking. You ain't going to get seen there. Nobody knows what that is. Like, yeah. these girls, this I is their life. What? How you not know where Neptune is for basketball or for sports? Because I'm talking to girls that like we are in like Nike camp. You're coming from all over. You coming from a big school in Georgia where this high school recruits heavenly for these top notch schools. At the time, Neptune was ranked in the state. You know what I mean? That was a deal. No? Not us. No. no. Not mm-hmm. us. Kena and them. Not us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were. Okay. We wormed it up and they came and blew it out the water. Okay. <laughs> they. Got the noise going, but when I was in there, no, nah, like, no, nah, you had one. Or we two had different. one successful year, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, that's it. That was our senior year, and that was it. And yeah. by that point, if you're not signed, still and delivered by as by the time you were senior, yikes, like that's tough. That's tough. But I say all that to say, the defeat for me was accepting that it's not fun no more, and not continuing to try to make it fun, and then just. Um, Drifting away from the sport, like just allowing it to happen. Like I saw it happening. Like I just felt like bad news after bad news with the sport was happening, and I accepted it. Like the coach pulled me into her office and was like, "Every school in this um, thing, the conference that we playing wants you, but the question is, do you want to transfer again?" I looked at her like, "No." I was like, "Because I know you're about to make me a freshman again." I was like, "I'm not being a freshman three years in a row." Mm. I was like, and then what? I was like, that leaves me with what? Two years of eligibility? What is the point? What is the point? But no one, it's like they're listening to me, but no one's saying, you're fucking good. That's the point. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? That's the point. Keep playing. Only person I was doing it was my mom. But she wasn't enough. Mm. Like, if someone like my dad mm. would have been like, keep playing, keep going, I would have been like, all right, bet. Mm. Another mm. transfer it is. But then the, the the mind shift of life goes on after basketball. Mm. You cannot, and I, I always said this one player name that it's not right that I use him as an example because I feel like he hasn't let it go. But I was just like, I can't be that. I can't be like old as heck, still trying to play, still trying to go hard for this sport. I can't do it. Shout out to him. You good dude. <laughs> I can't be him. I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Good dude. <laughs> so I was like, nah. Well, he, he doing it. He doing that things, man. and that's good for him. But I couldn't be that. I was like, because I'm gonna be honest, I'm a player. Mm-hmm. I I I understand this world and this sport from a player's perspective really well. But being a coach is tough because a part of you has to understand everybody can't do things the way you do things. Mm-hmm. So you got to know how to coach that player, even though he or she may not have all of your ability. So I did take my hand in coaching, and I was like, oh, my God, these girls are spoiled. 
you're spoiled and I, I don't know how to coach you because I wasn't this spoiled. I can take someone telling me I don't do something right and go and fix it. And not cry. Or go tell my mom or dad. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what make, I was doing. And they go make with. you do it. Right. <laughs> it's like, I don't need you to take it that far because I heard you when you said it the first time. Yeah. These girls, they internalizing it. Why are you internalizing it? Like, it, okay, internalize it and then go fix it. Go fix it. Don't internalize it and make it seem like I don't like you. That requires that requires accountability, but it's not. That's not the conversation. That's, that's that is the exact conversation that we're having. It's no, I'm saying that's not the conversation they're ready for. Right, right. But that's the, that's the thing. It's like, fam, you setting these kids up for, for failure. failure in yeah. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you gonna talk to my baby like that? Right. Somebody is. Right. Mm-hmm. And you ain't going to be able to save them. At all. So you're right. I and they're not going to be able to deal like with it at all. Because you're paying me to coach your child. And you feel entitled because you're paying me. And I'm just like, I can't relate. Because I'm going to be honest. I could count on my hands how many teams I played on where I actually paid. So it's it's like, all right, this is a whole nother world right here. And, it, I, and I'm just like, nah, I don't think coaching really for me. Mm. Like, if you got some real ballers and they want to be here, and they, I think those are the type of kids you need to put me around. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I'm gonna keep it at that because I'm not gonna sit here and say I can't coach. I just need you to be down for what we doing. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, this the semi pro thing happened, and by this point, now I'm like two years in of being at SCAD. Yeah. <clears throat> uh huh. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm like two years in at being at SCAD. Uh, I don't have a ball. Like, I'm enjoying life yeah. outside of basketball. Like, basketball is just for fun. Yeah. It, but people could still see I'm good because I still play for fun. Yeah. So they like, what you doing? Like, why are you in school? I'm like, ah, long story. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to Piedmont Park. <laughs> just playing for fun. And people like, you don't play nowhere? You need to walk on at Georgia Tech. No, I don't. Like, nah, I'm good where I'm at. I got a scholarship, get my degree, and I'm gonna go about my life. You too good for all that. Like, and these are complete strangers that don't know me. And I'm like, yeah, you trying to will me back in. And then of course, you you play in of course, I play in the all males lead. I'm the only female, so everything I do is like blown way out of proportion. And somebody in the bleachers see me, and she invites me to this. Try out for this semi-pro stuff. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I got you. And I completely blew her off. I'm not going to lie. But then she saw me play again. She's like, what you doing? Like, why are you still playing in this if I told you to come do this? I'm like, well, I can't not finish what I started. Like, I'm their point guard. Like, can't can't not finish, ma'am. Like, you know what I mean? So, okay, I dig that. But I need you to come out here and do this. I'm like, all right, best. So that league ends. And I'm just like, nah, I ain't gonna do that. Like, nah, I'm good. It took like a couple of people to get me to actually go. Yeah. So the day that I went, I shouldn't have went. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. Like I didn't have the right sneakers. Mm. I was like, these not the ones I meant to grab. I forgot my knee things that I wrapped my knee with. I said, I'll be all right. I don't plan on playing that much. I literally said that get in made two moves i was like oh okay i see i see what type of player this girl is i said i know what i'm gonna do for my next move i get the ball 
hit her with the cross. Whoop. I'm like, yep, got her. Then I was like, wait, she might try to uh, block, like, block my shit from the back. Like, you know how you let the person go and then you'd be like, like, smack it like that. So I tried to, um, I jump stop because I said, I'm a jump stop, throw whatever up. And she's going to go flying and she's going to foul me. Like, so I'm thinking I'm going to get the M1. I don't even know where sis was. Because, honey, I crossed, jump stop, and my knee said left, right, threw that ball up, grabbed my knee. Like, oh, my God, what the hell is this? Heard a guy yell from the bleachers. I said, yeah, it, it felt exactly how you yelled. My man said, oh, shit, like loud as hell. I said, he must have, like, saw it go, like. And I'm like, I grabbed it, it blew up like a balloon so quick. The lady that invited me to come to this thing walked over and was like, I am so sorry. I said, it is what it ain't. And that's when I said, we are done. Like me and basketball, you're going to go your way and I'm going to go mine. Like we are done. Like, cause this hurts no, to no end. It took six months to get good sleep. I had to walk around my campus with a torn ACL because I didn't want to leave school with incompletes. My school told me, if you leave to go get surgery, we like whatever classes you are in, we, we would just have to put it in as incomplete. We cannot like pause where you're at and like let you complete. Like, they was the only way you're going to get a grade, and that's what it's going to be, is if you complete the semester. I'm like, Lord, take the will. I said, forget it. I'll just, I told I called my mom. I said, Mom, I know it's torn. Because the guy at the hospital said it is. He, in his experience, that's exactly what it is. I actually tore it on my mom's birthday. I called her, said happy birthday, and was like, tore my ACL. Um, I just remember saying to myself, that's what you get. Literally said, that's what you get. And kept it at that. And walked around. And it was just like a constant reminder. Like... You have a torn AC. I walked around the campus for like a month and a half, crutches. Then eventually I got tired. I trained myself. I said, yeah, we're not doing crutches this whole time. You're going to teach yourself how to walk without having to bend your knee or wear that stupid uh, brace that they gave you. So I got so comfortable with that. Fucked around. Forgot I tore my ACL. Boy, I went to go jump because you know how you could raise your bed to the highest level in a dorm? So that you could have space underneath the bed to put stuff. Messed around and forgot, man. It's been some time. I don't manipulated my walk. People, oh, people's forgetting that I, 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 I like tore my ACL themselves because I'm finishing out the semester and I'm gonna go have surgery that summer. No joke. I went. To, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take a nap, bro. I went to jump for some odd reason. I thought I tore it again. I laid on the ground for an hour, crying. Cause it hurt that bad. I said, I think I just did it again. Mm. I was, I just felt like, I was like, Lord, I can't do this. Like, I just kept saying to myself, I can't do this. This hurts. Like it, it just, it hurt to no end. And I felt like I was starting all over again. Cause the pain came back. I had finally managed the pain to the point that like I can maneuver and stuff. Now I'm back at square one. Mm. And I'm just like, this, this ain't it. Like, I did not sign up for this for this. So I'm like, what in the world? Like, this is like, nah, bro. This, the, uh, somebody get me a flight home so I could do the surgery tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, I am over it. 
I'm on the ground crying. I I didn't get help until like my roommate came in with the, like, what you doing on the floor? I'm like, girl, I don't messed around and forgot that I tore my ACL. Like this drawing hurt. I'm doing trips back and forth to Jersey. My mom, my mom, I think is low key in disbelief, by the way, because she got me going to multiple doctors, like to tell me like what's going on. It's like, mom, it's torn. Like it's, it's a torn ACL. Like, Mm-hmm. And everybody's saying the same thing. It's torn, it's torn, it's torn. It's not just any tear. It is 98% torn. When you look at my 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 MRI, it's hanging from a shred. It's it's Ooh. done. Like I'm looking at my MRI like oh wow. Like, okay. Like, so you go home, like I finish school, thank God. <laughs> I make it home, I get the surgery. Jackie, if you readjust that might one more time and not say a word at any point in time. She adjusted that mic like she was about to say something. I'm sorry, I'm crazy. Sorry. It's cool. So I get the surgery. Now with her, the surgery hurt ten times more than the actual tear. Mm. I'm I'm really trying to figure out why I play basketball at this point. Damn. That's how low I got. Mm. I'm like, outside of a scholarship, what did this sport do for me? Mm. Like, because this right here in it, I'm serious. Like, that's how much pain I was in. Outside of a scholarship. <laughs> what did this sport do for me? Right. And you had no answer. At the time, no. No, no answer. I, mm-hmm. I'm defeated. Outside like, of, this mad boy outside, is winning. Outside, I did all this for, for this. I started paying for my education. But what, I don't. Has, I don't. What has basketball ever done? Yeah, but I think athletes in school pay for their scholarships. You're producing for the school. You're putting the school Absolutely. on the map. So that's why I don't look at it as you honestly don't. Like, yeah, we're compensating each other because you're giving me education. Yeah, but, but you're also going to take it away from me if somebody tries to pay me, which I don't. I don't agree with. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Well, they I'm, they I'm changed saying. that now. Uh, well, they, now, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Can get paid now. If they changed it now, Reggie Bush should get his Heisman back. Yeah, you're mm. right. You're right. Yeah, he should. And Pete Carroll should face some type of, you know, mm-hmm. disciplinary action from somebody. You're right. I'm not going to disagree. I'm not. Uh, but again, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I can't believe Taryn, he did uh, going through the surgery. And come trying to well no ain't no try I did coming back from it teaching myself how to walk again. Yo, I'm telling you that is not a joke. You really be like you really can't. I was late. I could not move for two weeks, and I didn't have like a normal tear. Like it mm-hmm. was just disjointed, and I, you know I got I was lucky that way. Mm-hmm. But like the swelling still. There are some Thank days you. I get up out of bed and I can't even put weight on my leg. Right. Like it feels like I re-injured it the mm-hmm. first day again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's you're never the same. So even with me going to therapy, building it back up, first of all, first day of therapy was hell. That man bent my knee like it wasn't straight. Mm-hmm. Like for God mm-hmm. knows how long. First of all, I smacked him. I said, get off me. Like that hurt. Uh, like, like it was ridiculous. And then it's like how intense it is to get it to bend, to get it back, like to put weight on it. I was like, I really don't see the end of this <laughs> tunnel that we going down i'm like make it make sense lord because right now i'm not seeing it like i all of this just to play basketball to put a ball through a hoop 
It's a whole life decision. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Like, are you joking? That 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 game I played all of if five minutes, if that, and I'm dealing with this for months on end. Yeah. Man, listen. I look at the scar. I, I, I like. Oh God, the scar gets on my nerves. Mind you, to this day, I don't have feeling in the bottom half of my leg. That's rough. I don't know why I don't have feeling <laughs> in the bottom, but they told me when I told them I still haven't gotten feeling. I can't like initial touch. I don't feel that. I feel yeah. the pressure on my bone. I don't feel, feel the, the touch. The, yeah, the it's not a, I don't feel the sensation. Like I don't. And like people thought I was lying. Like my brother and sister thought it was a joke. They while I'm asleep, they glaze in my leg trying to see if I react. I really to this day, and it's been years. I I can't yeah. feel. I, I can't, can't feel. It's and it's one of the most uncomfortable feeling because it's like it's, I it's want numb, to, but it's not yeah. right. I want to feel something. Like I want it. Like I remember I watch like something like go down my leg, and I said like, I just want to feel it. Like <laughs> like I just want to. I just want this whole side to be normal again. Like you know what I mean? No scars. No no. I just I just want the old leg back. But it, it's none of that. And that's the one time I felt defeated because it was nothing I could do. Like yeah. I can't put feeling back in my leg. I can't undo the fact that my ACL is torn. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And it's so much so many things came along with me tearing my ACL. I I cannot yeah. get that time back. I can't get none of that back. And I'm like, I am truly defeated in this moment. Cause I am number one to find a solution for something. I had no solution for that. I can't walk. I I I like I can't bend it. I still can't I don't get the full bend that I used to get. Yeah. I still can't. I used to be able to squat something serious. I can't. Like, yeah. it's annoying. Like the like the aftermath of all it is. So that was my thing of defeat. And I'm happy for y'all <laughs> that y'all like like yo you got round one. That mug won. Period. And it mm. changed me forever. Like it it changed me forever. But, and. <laughs> So, like, here's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because of your competitive nature and your genuine love for the game, right? Mm -hmm. When you have your kid or, you know, your son or daughter or whatever, like, mm -hmm. you, you're going to have them play basketball. Mm -mm. Not at all? Mm -mm. And I got this feeling that my kid is going to be that kid. Like, but I want to play. Mm. Oh, because I don't want you to. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> But if they want to play, they can play. <laughs> What's wrong, Keith? If they want to play, they can play. I mean, and here's the thing, right? Who do you think now, is? Now, and I like, and, and I guess this not, is me trying to. You desire to, this to is not me want to your like child to play a sport. Oh, Listen, all. man. You ain't about the um, sister act to this kid, this hypothetical Keith, kid. I, I'm not about I, to do that to the kid. Like, oh, you can't play because I said so. I'm saying it will not be me put like I'm not gonna be that parent that You're puts not a basketball in the baby picture. Oh, no. Okay. Mm. Oh, that's that's a little different. No. Well, so what I'm I saying, like, but listen, if my child Bailey sees looked, me, Bailey, we, me and Bailey was at the park. She looked at somebody playing basketball. I said, I see where you at. I see, where you at. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you trying to do. I already know. She hummed something. I said, Oh, you trying to be a singer? <laughs> well, like for me, like I would. Okay. I would I guess this is me like trying to have glass half full. I right? had to remember. I was like, you can do whatever you want. Like, <laughs> but like, I, growing up, I always wanted to play football, but I was always undersized. Right? Yeah. Mm. So 
and like I had I had experience when I was you know in like middle school uh-huh. doing taekwondo so I had, contact sports didn't bother me uh-huh. and I was pretty decent at taekwondo but again I you know people were getting bigger and I was staying the same size uh-huh. and then financially we just couldn't keep going like I was getting real good right. my technique was on point but I just couldn't Keep going. Could you do that kick your brother hit? What you call it? With? Uh, I half gonna, monkey? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I bet you could. I could. He could. <laughs> that is a sight to see. To got, actually see it used. He got so he can do the seven twenty. I only got the three sixty because I just couldn't get enough lift. Okay, but I was really when good. He at, actually did it. I said. Whoa. In an actual fight, <laughs> yes, I was like, son, if if it, if it really transfers over like that, I want to sign up. Yeah, and I was I was getting really I was getting really good at like spinning back hook kick. I would knock people smooth down mm-hmm. every time we did like sparring sessions mm-hmm. or like tournament stuff. Like I was enjoying myself. We just That's couldn't financially tough. keep doing it. Mm. So like, I, I say that to say this: like I'm not gonna force my kid into something like that. Like mm-hmm. martial arts, I might start because I believe that instills a certain level of discipline, right? Okay. Like it depends on the course and like how the the school is run, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to be like a trophy dad, but like. Yo, this is what this is gonna help you just be a better person. Got you. You know what I mean? Got you. And then like, I just like I said before, I was athletic, but I was never coordinated enough to do like sports that had anything. It was to do your with coordination for sure, because yeah. your heart was always there, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> always there. But it was like, definitely correlated. <laughs> but like, if my kid wants to play like football or basketball or something, like I'm, I'm gonna be that dad. Like, all right, bet let's let's give this a shot. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm gonna support whatever my kid want to do, but what we not gonna do. <laughs> And think Sharice is going to just be like, oh, I play, you play. No. Mm-hmm. No. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I might give you a tennis racket <laughs> before I give you a basketball. Because I'm just like, you You can write your own story. Yeah. Like, what, what's making you smile? Like, what, what's, what's going to push you to no end? Because I'm going to support you regardless. Yeah, that's fair. Unless it's just out. Like, if, unless I deem it as, girl, you or boy, you have lost your mind. Like, that's <laughs> the only way. See, that's how I know I'm going to have a daughter. Ugh, I hate it here. Like, <laughs> why did I say girl? Like, ah, I want a son. Like, stop playing with me. Like, Oh, man. But I do. But it's just like, ah, that's the only way. But, you know, that's just how it works. You, you want your kid to not do something, they're going to want to do it. So it's just like, yikes. I, I think Having this conversation all over again and just trying to keep my jadedness and what i went through outside but of see, it i think i think uh. that's and this again this might be just me like half on it right you might get to the point where you're like oh bet like now you're in a unique position to kind of explain the rough side of it right because right. what happened and i think this is what really happened is once you had that realization of the business side of everything yeah it tainted your view of the yeah of the sport that you love uh-huh so when you're in a unique position to be able to kind of coach your child up on the business aspect of it and infuse it with that love of the game. Right. And I think that's going to change, you know, that could change your outlook on it altogether. Yeah. But hopefully my child and, doesn't and like that's Again, that's me just trying to be that, that optimistic person, but... Yeah. I think that's... that's Because like, I, you know, I like bowling and stuff and I... I'm not nowhere near. You gonna train your kid? You gonna train your kid to be a savage like you? I'm not as good as I used to be. I'm not as good as I used to be, but like I still the way you were striking out. I still 
like for for me, like I still practice a lot. Hopefully to get like my my goal is to eventually get into like a semi pro league and and do as you, know, you should some some tournaments and stuff right as you should. But like I understand that there's a whole business side to that game, mm. and I'm now I'm like all right cool like I know how I did the same thing for film like I love working on set with Keith and doing a bunch of stuff for the love of film, right? But mm-hmm. the business side of the the business is not something that I and it took me a while to realize. It's not my favorite part of of making everything work. So, like, I like having the freedom to work on projects that I want to do, but having it be my day to day stuff is I'm not sure that that's something that I really want. Yeah. And that that took a lot of time and practice for me to even get to that point. Mm. Bet. Creatively, I still love working on stuff like that, but I like doing it on my terms. Bet. Then I didn't even know you. That's what's up. I didn't even know you um, did stuff like that for real. The Art Institute of Atlanta. Oh yeah, you did go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought you were being a good friend. No. <laughs> Wasn't majoring in nothing. No. no I, like when Campus Movie Fest came around. Would you? Would you major in? Friendship. When stuff like, like when we were like making stuff for class or doing like campus movie fest, like I did a lot of work in that, that week that we That's did. Good. I did like 12, 13 projects every year that I was a part of it. Mm. And a lot of it got to be like in the final showcase. I, there's some stuff that I worked on that won. Um, I just couldn't afford to go to California with the rest of the team that did. Mm-hmm. One of the people that I worked with on some of the stuff that we won, we won for like uh, best comedy or uh, yeah, it was a best comedy and like for writing. She went on to work at Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon, and nice. she did, got like she's got gigs at Netflix and stuff. Like she's killing it right now. Mm-hmm. And I would have had I taken that opportunity, I probably would have been in that same boat. Nice. Yeah. Just like I could have been friends with Steph Curry, but who's talking? <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it's life. But that, that, and that's I, but I and I'm also a firm believer in like you're always where you're supposed to be at. Hey, now you're talking. So what did y'all defeat teach y'all? You just gotta keep pushing. Yeah, I'm not gonna let anything take me out, and I I just. I absolutely refuse to be a victim to anything or to like make excuses. Like when, even if it's not in my control, like I genuinely like, all right, I could have done better. I could have made a better decision somewhere along that line of thought process. And I just got to be better. Right. Keith, what, what did it teach you? You asked me about defeat. (laughs) He don't believe in it. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't believe in it. I'm saying I've never. Okay, what did it do for your character? Built it. Built it. Mm-hmm. Perseverance, work of patience. Patience, work of character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm. I've been knocked down many a times, but you get back up and you learning lessons. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? People have said to me, you know, what what I'm going through presently. You just taking this with so much grace and so mm-hmm. much stride, and you—I couldn't have done this. And I, I can't be like, "Nah, you could have done this." Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Because I'm like, you haven't gone through what I've been... You haven't been groomed or conditioned, rather, mm-hmm. for what I've... For for this. Right. I have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, I was talking to someone, and I literally have no problem with just saying, okay, not friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I was talking to someone, and she was like, this is really heavy. Like you just dump all of your, you just vent to your friends and stuff. You do that, right? You vent to your friends and you just dump all of this heavy stuff on them. I'm like, yeah, because they're my friends. That's uh-huh. what we're here for. Thank uh-huh. you. Um, and she's like, I'm, I'm not, I can't. I, that's just, what you're going through is just so heavy. And I, I think you're lying when you say that that this isn't affecting you. I'm like, I never said that it doesn't affect me. I'm saying that I've been through worse. Mm-hmm. And that this is manageable for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. I'm like, you can take that all you want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to prove that to you. Right. This is, most days it's a, I don't want to say a piece of cake, mm-hmm. but I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can, I've, I've seen many mountains be moved. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've been through many, many things. And I, even like, even for me, I I'm, I pivot, I, I pivot. All right, cool. Can't do that. Cool. Pivot. Can't do this. You know, situ- the situation with old boy last last weekend. We were planning on doing something together. Okay, pivot. Mm-hmm. You thought you were about to do it in Charlotte. Okay, you can't do it in Charlotte. You gotta do it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Pivot. Mm-hmm. The plant. My dad. My dad. He was like, all right, we. You gonna sit down and talk? First of all, I'm grown. We're not about to sit down and discuss. I'm not about to sit down and discuss my plans with you. I'm 30 plus years old. I got this. Uh. Mm-hmm. So no, we're not having a conversation about that. Just know this. He was like, you know, literally like that diner up the street. We there sometime like maybe two years ago now. He was like, so what's like what's the plan now, or what's it has your is your plan the same? Because you got to work the plan. I said, Dad, my plans might always change. The goal going to always be the same. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My plan might change periodically. But that goal is still the goal. Because mm-hmm. life changes. Life switches stuff up. Life has moving pieces. Some stuff gets knocked off the board and introduces other bosses you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. The goal is the same. I don't care who's in my way. This is the goal. Will Smith said, no plan B. It distracts from plan A. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is the goal. Uh-huh. That. Jack, same question. Um, <clears throat> what did defeat teach you? And what did it do for your character? Hmm. Taught me to be resilient, but at the same time, um, pay attention to red flags because they there. You ain't you ain't paying attention, and that's why I had so many small defeats before the big one. But um, my character, I think it damaged my character a little bit because of the way I. deal with other parts of my life but 
For the mm. most part. That's real? Is is um the resilience stands out the most. Mm. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> That's my move. Bet. <laughs> I'm gonna play optimistic at the end of this. Cause we not going out on shy reason though. Why? What I do? <laughs> what I did? What I do? We talked about it for an hour and a half. What 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 you did? We not we ain't go. No. no, meaning like you said, we not going out on my note. Why? Why we just gotta just like dismiss my note? You oh no! Say what, what you gonna say. To say. Say what you gonna say. I was I was talking about what you said before. Oh my story. <laughs> yeah. We ain't, you talking about my story? Yeah. Oh nah, we don't have to do that because um, believe it or not, I have grown from that. Let's, let's um, the positive about it is. I I don't um I felt bad for myself and I recognize that and that's weak. I was like, that was weak of you. Like you you felt bad for, of yourself for something that you knew could happen. Mm. So learn from this. Mm. And that's exactly what I did. Don't feel bad for yourself when things get bad. Just like you always do, continue to find solutions within your situation. That's right. So mm. that's literally what I did. I may not be directly coaching nobody, but I do offer to help young girls that show passion within the sport. I train girls whenever I for free. I don't I don't need money or nothing because the passion for me is still there, believe it or not. Because mm. if it wasn't, I wouldn't been able to help my sister mm. with her career. Mm. I wouldn't be able. I was once a time once upon a time in a place where I didn't like to watch basketball. Mm. I watch basketball now mm. and I enjoy it. Mm. And I'm okay with how my story went. For a long time, I wasn't. With, I wasn't. Mm. So, in all actuality, it built my character to understand that I am far more complex and um, bigger than just being a player. Is it, it? That's just one part of playing basketball. Mm-hmm. It you can grow in different avenues of this sport. Everything doesn't have to be about necessarily being in the limelight, playing, displaying your ability. Sometimes it is time for you to hang it up and it is time for you to pass your knowledge on to the next child that is playing and you see that they have potential in this sport. And that's where I'm at. Mm. I love talking to young kids about it. I love when they ask me what was my experience? How was it? I'm brutally honest with them. And I said, if you can't handle this, maybe you should play for fun. Mm. And that will be okay, because mm. this ain't for everybody. Mm. It's hard, and it takes a lot of hard work, mm. and you can't shortchange it, because it will give you that right back. You shortchange the sport, it will shortchange you, and that's that, that's basically what I try to install. And in. I'm not trying to scare them. I'm trying to give them the reality, because the truth of the matter is, those coaches, those people that want you to go to the school, they lie. That's just what it is. They want you to come. So they're going to say any and everything you want to hear. But the truth of the matter is, when things get tough and everything's not going, or if things is going great, yes, you're going to have a great career. But if it's not, they're going to break you down and treat you like chopped liver. It is what it ain't. And I am resilient from what I went through because I literally talk about it as a lesson learned. And I've learned not to feel bad for myself ever. So I don't. I'm always like, you can walk. Remember that day when you couldn't? Mm. You can walk. 
not only can you walk, you could still go out there and play a little bit. I play for fun. I can I can play a little bit. Do I desire to play uh, five on five against in shape young? No, but I can play for fun to say that was fun. Like, yeah. But once upon a time, I couldn't see that. And I wanted nothing to do with it. To the fact that like you teach yourself how to walk again, like that's that's a crazy (laughs) thing. And not like that's a crazy concept. But when you're in there and you can't like, oh, man, I can't put weight on my leg. I can't mm-hmm. shift. I can't pivot. I can't drive. I can't do any of the things that I have tied my identity to. Mm. Mm-hmm. It hit different. It do. I'm not going to lie to you. Right. Because yeah. that's, that's the biggest <laughs> hurdle, right? Yeah. That's the biggest hurdle is you're sitting there and you're like, yo, I can't do any of the things that my mind says I should be able to, to do. do. Any of the things that I've placed value in, I'm unable to do them. And then you got to get over that hurdle. And then you got to go, all right, I, I opened up my, my gate, my, my walk, my stride this much. Mm, and you got to be happy about that. And then you're like, oh, somebody, you know, the, the PT, inst- you know, helpers, he's like, or the PT nurse is like, oh, you did great. And you're like, I couldn't even stand. What the hell is he talking about? Right. Like, I couldn't do, I, I couldn't stand. Like getting out of bed in general was something that I, I had to take a shower with crutches. And I. I fall at. My mom had to bathe me. Couldn't do it. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like stuff that you take for granted. Like man, that's, a, that's, that's the most humbling thing that can Humble. happen. Mm-hmm. Like it, a baby. You're, yeah. you're teaching yourself to do something you've done already. Like what? what? Yeah. <laughs> I but did like, this that's, already. <laughs> That's so wild. Yeah. And it's hard to like get that concept through to people. That's why like Alex Smith, he's the toughest person I have ever heard of. <laughs> he had Who's a, Alex Smith though. Alex Smith is a quarterback. Um he was a quarterback that got drafted early. He got hurt on one team, right? Then he drafted to what? Uh Ooh, NFL. I sound like Keith. So he got, I forget what team he got drafted to originally, right? But he, he ended up, he got hurt. He came back. He started playing for the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. He was the quarterback for the Chiefs, like, right before um, Pat Mahomes, mm-hmm. right? So he had to teach Pat Mahomes kind of how to do things. Then he got hurt again. Career-ending type injury. Sheesh. His leg was shattered, right? He taught himself how to walk again. Then he got himself in playing condition. Made the Redskins, and he was sitting on the bench for a while. They actually let this man play last season, and he did well. Wow. Shout out to him. Resilience like, on 1,000. The thing that he went through, it's like Joe Theismann, who used to play for the the um, the who, Giants back in the day. Who got MLP? Hmm? Who got MLP? Was, uh, Most of who uh, I think it was him. Or he got I comeback. Bet. I think he got comeback player of the year. To be honest, I'm not okay. sure. Um, can't you can't ignore that? Like his injury was so severe uh-huh. that the Redskins didn't even want him to play because they were afraid that something was going to happen to him and they they would be liable. Yep, liability. But and like he's retired this year because they they cut him after the season and he was like, I don't want to go through this whole thing of trying to find another team. Mm-hmm. But like. Just the amount of sheer perseverance that you have to have to do something like that, that's crazy. Right. So, 
Like, and that's something that most people can't do. You taught yourself how to walk again. I know. Yeah. Like, people can't do... There's a there's a million people that don't have the mental fortitude to be yeah. able to do that. And you walk normally. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it sounds real simple when yeah. you say it like that, but, like, that's, that's a super accomplishment. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> you said I walk normally. I mean, I... I I don't, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't to begin with. But no, nah, I'm just playing. I'm just like, well, yeah, no, like after, after, like I shave, was well, so for me, like I shave cartilage. You know, yeah. he had a weird walk. Okay, sure. but I'm just saying, come on, that's my boy. I, he already knows. I'm not, I don't take, I don't, that, I don't, I know you don't mean nothing by it, but like I shave, okay. I shave cartilage off in my hip and my knee. Like, yeah. it's all, it's all bad. In that, I wouldn't see it no other way for you, Jeff. Yeah. That's your story, brother. Yeah, but Jeff is a tough kid, like dead ass. <laughs> Jeff, you look at him and you wouldn't think he'd been through half the stuff mm. he tell you. Like that's I just, that's and serious. You know what's funny? I, we were talking about this earlier, right? But like, I look at my life and I'm like, yo, this is kind of just it's normal to me. Like I'm mm. conditioned way different, so I don't think of half of the stuff that I've been through is like wild stuff. Right. And then when I say it, people look at me and go, "That's crazy." Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, that's Tuesday, bro. That's, you that's it. In, but I wouldn't see it no other way for Jeff. I wouldn't. I'm sorry. I just wouldn't. So um, to wrap things up, we're going to leave you with Keith's positive verse since he don't want to end on my note. Go off, Keith. <laughs> uh, that, that was it. You are listening to Optimistic by The Sounds of Blackness. <gasps> I love that song. It's a great song. It is a great song. That song got me through everything. Mm. Everything. Like, cause I was on the, I was at AI, and this professor, he was like, "You ain't about to pass this class. You ain't about to pass this class." I'm like, "I bet you I will. I bet you I will. Don't tell me I ain't about to pass." This Optimistic all day, all night. Mm. Nice. He was like, "You pass this class, brother." Get in your teeth. You can't do this next year. I'm like, I'm going to do the same thing next year. Bro, I'm going to pass this class. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, don't tell me I can't do don't, something. Right. No. Right. Don't Not tell me That's I can't. That's a whole nother motivation. Yeah, yes. Don't do it. That puts me in a whole nother space. <laughs> oh, bet right. you want me to do this thing. Got it. Done. <laughs> you can't Done. do it. I'm like, okay. I'm going to do it now. Right. Even If I have cared about it. I fully care about it now. Now, yep. It's like, you all messed up now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you won't. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Say, right. say Optimistic. Less. Sounds of blackness. Thanks for listening. Peace. Mm-hmm.